Ladies and gentlemen, hello again and welcome back to Don't Worry About the Government. For those of you watching on the video feed this time, uh, there's a static shot of me because I can't get my video to work. Apparently this is a thing that is beleaguering and besieging more podcasts. The great Zoom video freeze of 2022, just when you thought our problems in society were over. Now Zoom has reared its ugly head. And here to talk about this issue and maybe a couple others today is Robert. How you doing, Robert? I'm good. Thanks, Chris. Good to be back. Uh, so, Zoom, uh, what what can we say about this company over the last year and a half that uh, has not already... That's not what the topic is today. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's been a slow news week. Yeah, it's been a slow news week. So, what we're here to talk about on this episode, unfortunately, is Uvalde, Texas... Uh, and the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And I'm assuming most of you know about the kind of statistics of this, 19 children, two adults killed in a school rampage. The two adults were teachers um, who were trying to defend the children. And um, where this story has taken a serious turn today is in, and I guess you know what I'll do, since I'm not using my video, I will use my video. I'll use my video for the powers of good. Um, and we are going to take a look at this article from AP. So frustrated onlookers urge police officers to charge into the Texas elementary school where a gunman's rampage killed 19 children and two teachers, a witness said on Wednesday. As investigators worked to track the massacre that lasted upwards of 40 minutes and ended when the 18-year-old shooter was killed by a border patrol team. So the cops didn't even get the job done. It ended up being, weirdly enough, border patrol. Like, yeah, and, like, and, and the, the first comment I saw under that was, you know, the police department's budget is 40% of the city's budget. That is insane. Um, and I hope... These citizens of this town go down to the city council meetings and demand the mass resignations of all of the officers that responded to this because this it, it, it is it's unacceptable for them to continue serving the community when they have failed the community in such a massive way. Um, I, I'm I'm going to continue reading this article because like it, it it's nauseating. And I guess maybe this this will get into a broader theme of the show in the last half year. Go in there. Go in there. Nearby women shouted at officers after the attack began, said Juan Carranza, 24, who saw the scene from outside his house across the street from Robb Elementary School. Carranza said the officers did not go in. Javier Cazares, whose fourth grade daughter, Jacqueline, was killed in the attack, said that he raced into the school when he heard about the shooting, or raced to the school when he heard about the shooting, arriving while the police were still masked outside the building. Upset that the police were not moving in, he raised the idea of charging into the school with several other bystanders. Let's just rush in because the cops aren't doing anything like they are supposed to, he said. More could have been done. They were unprepared. Minutes later, Carranza had to watch as Salvador Ramos crashed his truck into a ditch outside the school grabbed his AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle and shot two people outside a nearby funeral home who ran away, or shot at two people who ran away uninjured. Officials say he encountered a school district security officer outside the school. Though there are conflicting reports from authorities, 
on whether the men exchanged gunfire. After running inside, he fired on two arriving police officers who were outside the building, said DPS, and the police officers were injured. Upon entering the school, he charged into one classroom and began to kill. Um, here's where the story starts to get murky. According to the police, he barricaded himself by locking the door and just started shooting children and teachers that were inside that classroom. It just shows you the complete evil of the shooter. Well, if that's completely true, Robert, if that's completely true, it sure would. Yeah. All those children in the same classroom. Um, 40 minutes to an hour elapsed when Ramos opened fire on the school. Um, the bottom line is that law enforcement was there, McGraw said. They did contain Ramos in the classroom. Isn't that an interesting way of framing it? Um, let me see here. Uh, there were more of them, and there was just one of him, said Carranza. That is a very strong fucking point. Like, let's just stop there. So I'm going I'm to start breaking down the police response on this later. But, like, here is basically the, the, the fundamental situation with police officers. When, when, when we give you the gun, when we give you the gun, we, we are saying that part of this public trust of us giving you the gun is that in a one-on-one -on -one situation, even if you're outgunned, we expect you to use that fucking gun. Like, even if it's an AR-15 against a pistol, we expect you to step forward as one of the official gun carriers of our society. Um, the ones That's that we... The of the thin blue line, isn't it? Right! That's, I see that fucking flag all the time when I drive around here. Is that not what it's about? So, the, the point of contention here is about the time um and also other actions involving the police officers um for example um the it appears let me i want to just make sure i've got the copy up here it i i heard that the cops went in and got their kids out of the school first um yeah. Yeah, is, is that yeah, is they got their kids out and locked the shooter in with everyone else? That, 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 I, I want I want to make sure. I mean, like that's a very very strong allegation. So I want to make sure that that that's properly cited. Yeah, uh, I haven't cited it. I've just seen it in a couple of reports and I glancing at the news. We know for a fact the police sat outside of the school for an hour. Which I, I mean, let's talk about that one real quick. Um. This is like the ridiculous trend in all of these school shootings. Um, I, I, you know, it's it, given the way my internet's running, I may never, I never, may never be able to find out all these things in a timely manner. But um, like, I remember specifically with Columbine that there was a massive delay between when the gunmen killed themselves and before the cops even entered the building. Um, the, 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 the shooters, I believe, were dead for about an hour before they, the cops even entered the building. Yeah. 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 I was seeing school teachers saying that what they're training now for kids to do is the kids closest to the door should wave their hands and throw things to draw the fire of the shooter so the kids farther away can escape. Mm. That's where we're at. Jesus. Um, yeah. 
the cops are at one point the cops were saying that they've got the guy barricaded in basically saying that in, in an affirmative way um it's what, what is very funny is is the darkly funny can i i'm sorry i'll make it very clear it's not funny objectively it is darkly in like the or like joseph heller hilarian way we're entering a new phase of society where humor is suddenly different yeah like like it's this it it is yeah it's like heller basically it's catch 22 sort of funny where the they're like well we successfully barricaded him in it's like in the same way that you would be like ah we got a tiger barricade in this room full of school children like at least the tigers in no danger of getting out (laughs) <laughs> He'll be busy for a while now, because the tiger is in the elementary school. Yeah, you want to yeah. get some Starbucks ordered out here while we wait? Yeah, I, I mean, and honestly, like, like that's actually in a dark way a perfectly fine analogy to this. Where, like, how do you, how could you possibly view the tiger being locked in just one room with one group of school children? as a triumph of police work the same society that got us here to where we have a shooting every third day yeah well i mean this is sort of like the the police way i mean i guess and i guess the question is going to be now um how do the citizens of uvalde choose to handle this um because i think it will set a national standard i i i you know we, it seems to have grabbed people's attention this time in a way yeah. that I haven't seen before. Sure, because I think honestly, the the first step. I, I know we will talk about the national component of this, but really, the first step of this whole discourse is really about how do the people of Uvalde respond to their local police department after an objective policing failure this size and scale? And in my opinion. It, it necessitates the mass resignation of every member of the force who is involved in the response to this, up to and including the police chief. You would think. Yes. No. No. And, and no. But and, and it's in my opinion, it has to. And and I hate putting this at the feet of the people of a town or whatever, but I think it's important because I think it'll set a national standard and a national roadmap going forward. It, it is going to lead the conversation. I think you're right. Right, because like obviously, I know like all of us politics adult people, we all wanted to like start nationally, but like in this case, I think like it really, you know, we do often talk about bottom up responses and what does that? Yeah, no, the the lesson of the last ten years in the failures of the Democratic Party is entirely that you have to go to the Tea Party route and go ground up. Yes, yeah, and, and, and like that's. I, I also, I mean, broadly speaking, I think it's it's the failure to understand that like politics is bigger than the presidency, right? Like like like, like that, that probably it, the it, least important person. Yes, yeah, it, 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 and or and like they there are they may not the least important, but like the president is is important in the ways that are almost opposite to the way people want to understand the president the president yeah, he responds to pressure he doesn't actually lead yeah yeah he's the manager too like, like, like he gets to like make like random hire you know, like like people want the president to be like a mini king and really yeah. what the what the president is 
is like the regional manager and like the regional manager still has a lot of power, like, you know, with the hiring and firing and staffing and that sort of thing. But like they can't, you know, they, they, they can't well, do they, they appoint really important people like the like the uh, secretary of state and the, you know, the um, Supreme Court justices. Yeah. You know, the, these things are important, as we've learned. Yeah. And but so, as far as what actually reforms happen, it's like, you know, looking at the New Deal. It, that wasn't led from the top. It was pressure from the bottom. Right, right. And, 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 and like, yeah, you're totally right. And, and that is the, a lot of the, um, like the more social programs and stuff started as like local chapters, like join your local chapter of, uh, well, Francis Townsend, he had those, like Francis Townsend being like pretty problematic or whatever, memory serves. But like Dr. Francis Townsend had like his little societies, um, and there were a lot of these like local chapter sort of things. So I do think that there is an important local response um, and, component of this. While we're, you know, well, I mean, the stuff we're learning is horrific. We're learning it very quickly and before the local government can form their own narrative. And that's going to help to avoid like the pressure is going to matter more because this is all coming out while people are still outraged. So I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw another one out there that that is cultural and so like I, I don't want to sound squishy but like I I almost want to like tackle new things that I feel are less discussed. Um, this is a big one to me though. There has been a mantra in police culture that I think is very very toxic, um, and it's toxic because the logic has a certain seductiveness to it, and that mantra is get home safe. Um, and get home safe, I think, has been very toxic to the job of the police officer. Now, now granted, um, who among us, especially those of us with children, don't understand the impetus for a parent to want to get home safely to their child? No one wants to leave. Okay, not no one. Um, but like people who don't suck don't want to leave their child parentless. I feel like that's a not controversial statement. And if it is, yeah. you suck. Um, like, 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 no, like you should actually want to parent your child uh, unless you're complete like degenerate skis. Um, it probably speaks to a character feeling. Point being, um, if you are working under this logic, there are two things that are going to happen. One, you are more likely to shoot in situations that do not necessitate the need for shooting. And we've seen that all too often involving matters of black lives. Yeah. But the flip of that, that I feel like is underappreciated, but is equally as pernicious is to, is the failure to act on behalf of the public. Get when your ass in the building and stop the kids yes. from being killed. Yes. Um, and as hard it is, is, is it is for your children to hear this, your children need to understand this, Mr. Police Officer. You need to sit down with your kids and, uh, yeah, I'm telling the cops what to do here. Yeah, because they work for me, not the other way yeah. around. Um, the cop needs to sit down with his kids and go, hey, little Marcus, little Luis, whatever their kids, what are their names? I don't, I don't know. Um, like, guess what? Dad is a police officer. And dad's job is to protect everyone the same way that he protects you. Um, dad's da Dad loves you in a way that he doesn't love everyone, but dad's job is to protect everyone. And that yeah. means protect them with his life. Dad's got like, there are average people out there who need dad's protection. And that's what dad 
signed up to do. That is dad's job in life. And like, basically you need, as a cop, you need to prepare your child for the potentiality that you hope will never come, that one day, nobly, in the line of duty, protecting the lives of someone, maybe a child, your own child's age, you might die in that act, and that that is right, natural, and good, and part of the job, and is laudatory. Um, the fireman deserves respect every day, because one day he may run into the burning building to pull someone out. Yep, and, and, and the fireman... When that day comes, you're expected to do it. Yep. And, and, and among police culture, this is just this protect and serve has been replaced with get home safe. And well, yeah, protect and serve used to be on the side of all the police cars when I was a kid. And like we talk about the Supreme Court a lot recently, but you know, they've said that, you know, they've, and I saw Greg Doucette on Twitter saying this that, you know, there's been Supreme Court rulings that say that police are no longer required to give aid. Yeah. Well, that's not great. I mean, I mean, no, and I, I mean, I remember when they started taking protect and serve off the car about 20 something years ago. Cause I'm yeah. getting, uh, yeah, but I was a teenager. I remember I was like, we were joking about it. It's like, oh, oh, oh I, we're not doing protect and serve anymore. But that was gone by the late 90s for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and the, you know, if you, if you, um, if you want to back the blue, then obviously police culture needs to change in a lot of ways. And this is one of them that's very important. All right. I, I guess Google is not doing me any good here. Have you found anything on Twitter uh, to, to get us onto uh, that one, the, the most controversial thing here that the cops went in and rescued their own kids be, before barricading in? um like 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 i want i want to get a citation on that before we just sort of like yeah. um i'm seeing some stuff from the uh the associated press but not that specifically uh, assuming this I, it only further requires the response of the Valdi citizens to demand the resignation of these people. But again, I, I think the, the the dereliction is actually manifest even if this is not true because of the outnumbering of the the gunman, the the, the child with the gun, the, the just barely not a child with a gun. Like uh, they they absolutely were derelict in their duty. So. Let, let's i guess let's pivot to the national component of this now uh, yeah i'm seeing it but not from like citable things i'm just seeing like comments and reposts that don't have articles so go yeah on. right i dude that's the problem with twitter man and, and and like look i'm not i'm you know i i we've now got the idea out there and i feel like i've caveated it enough and i just yeah. can't stress enough especially with matters like this Make sure you know where you're getting your information from, because that's a really big claim. You want to make sure you're one hundo on that. But yeah. it th this does not look like a uh, a strong case for. Doesn't look good. Does not look good for them. And, and, and I mean, I think the facts are fairly clear. There should be resignations, and I guess really the the only thing that that would do is only further color how strong that case is. Now, on a national level, um, we are once again back to. The, uh, the same old, same old national debate here about what to do. Oh, I guess I guess I will say what, what's changed since last time. 
is I noticed the Republicans are no longer even interested uh, in mental health as, as a talking point. We're like already just at there should be one door. Like, like I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of, in, in a morbid way, I guess the same, same sort of whatever this word for this new type of humor is. Um, I'm morbidly amused by the idea that like we've devolved to one door. If there was only one door, then there would only be one door. Um, like I know that whatever laws get passed, or the, the Democrats are going to pass something like an assault weapons ban, which will do nothing about this. It will do nothing about the millions of guns out there. You can't, you can't unopen Pandora's box, no matter what your opinion on it is. And they know that whatever laws the Democrats pass, which won't be targeted at ending this, will just get swatted down at the court. So what they don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, look, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, there's no connection between the AR-15 and all of these shootings, with the exception of Virginia Tech, which was a Glock. Um, yeah. Almost almost all these mass killings are done with nearly the same gun. It, it is it is quite stunning on that front. But, I'm a dude. It's the most convenient thing out there. It's the small block. I think part of it too. And I, I also think that if you had an assault weapons ban, it would still be years before you really feel, I, I think it would affect eventually be effectual, but it would be years before you'd see the AR 15 as no longer the dominant weapon. It would take yeah. some, it, it, there'd this be a is, this is what is so frustrating for me right now is to watch the Democrats on what's happened with abortion recently going banning abortion won't stop abortions and then go we need a weapons ban. Uh, well, I mean, that's a fine point. Um, I, I, my, my other thought on this, too, is it in both cases, it's sort of missing that the pivotal hinge here is the Supreme Court. I I have love for a, a certain somebody who uh, who 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 wants uh, dearly for the Democratic Party to go and have strong votes in Congress on any of these issues, and and of course I want the party to fight harder, but I I really think it, even that sort of misses the, the grander point here of just how fucked the Supreme Court is at this point. <laughs> that, yeah. like, they they could go in there. Sanders and Warren could, like, rally all the troops and, like, hit Manchin and Cinema with a fucking stick and get it passed, and it and wouldn't matter. Down and and they take right. it up in a week. Right, right. And, like, does, does part of me want this? Of course. Of it course. Like, never I even go into effect. They're, they're, they're nerds, but like, I mean, I think, yes, to, you know, we, I think are both sort of seeing it the same way here, which is that like, I want this rage and I want to hit them with the stick stuff, but who's the them here in this case to me has to be, it has to be the Supreme Court and like all roads lead back to that fucking court. They do. Yeah. To talk about really quickly, I just want to touch on like, if you want to end the violence we're seeing in America, you have to de-radicalize the population. And we know how to do that. The, The wealth gap, class mobility, education, like opportunity, ending medical bankruptcy, like we know what to do. It's just that neither party wants to actually do it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part. I mean, like. 
that's part of it too. Uh, you you have you have greater you, the the greater the wealth gap, particularly in this with the recession coming out of COVID. Like there are a lot of economic hardship factors that are raising gun violence right now acutely. But like, well, it's been on an upswing for forty years, right along with wealth inequality and all of the things that we've been talking about for years and years. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, I'm gonna throw this out there too, and this may not like thrill everyone, but greater urban concentration has not been good for gun violence. Like, no. I, 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 I'm not, I do not mean that in the way that like right-wing talk show hosts talk about Chicago yeah, no, or whatever. I'm saying that like, you, you're just frankly less likely to get into gun violence like like the way we're seeing if you don't live in the city. Like, yeah. And the other thing here talking about the court that I really want to hit on really quickly is, you know, we've got an abortion fight on our hands for the women's right to their bodies and the right to privacy. And to, you know, the, the right to privacy is inferred by the First and Fourth Amendment, if I recall. And it's yeah, it, yeah. The right to privacy is the Fourth Amendment. Um, you know, protection of well, persons, papers. Well, also, isn't there like you, you know, the right to free speech depends on a right to privacy, um, to organize and things like that, and free association. Like it, it's inferred and not enumerated. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's both. It's both enumerated and inferred. I guess is what yeah. you're saying. But my my uh, my larger point here is that Democrats are hobbling themselves with this talking point that what we need to do is pass gun control when gun ownership is enumerated in the Constitution and abortion is not. Yeah, that that that's the other big. Yeah, no, I I mean the the other pissing up a rope component of this is that again going back to that Supreme Court. Um, it, there, there is no way in hell they are going to let you go after the Second Amendment the way that like a anti-gun liberal, yeah, would dream about. And and, or, and and frankly, even if the court was more constituted of people like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah. of, of liberals of that vintage, I think that a lot of anti-gun liberals would be very surprised with the lack of motion that they're actually able to get because it's enshrined in the fucking constitution. I'm not saying it makes it morally good. I love passing a constitutional amendment on it. I will hold my breath. Yes, it it is constitution. Yeah, enshrined makes it sound good. I'm going to just say protected, defended by the constitution. Um, That bulwark is very, very strong. If you really wanted to do something about these shootings, the common denominator is abuse of women. pass a law that if you're convicted of a dv you lose the right to gun ownership that dude that one to me that was so open and shut with the link to gun violence too like i mean this to me honestly is a really great example of the problems with a super expansive version of second amendment interpretation because there are obvious people who are not good candidates for gun ownership and our society honestly is safe enough it's not perfect but safe enough where you don't actually need to have a gun everywhere you can live in a situation where you're safe from gun violence you know if if, if that's really your thing and yet and by the way like if you got a dv charge like that's like your cross to bear bro like, like you know what i mean like that's the it's, i guess the penalty for being a derelict 
Well, and the, the precedent for it already exists because if you're a felon, you can't have a gun. Yeah. So like, it would be much the- easier sell at the Supreme Court. And then the Republicans could say, listen, we addressed it without taking you know, without infringing on you know upstanding citizens' rights. Yeah. But either party wants to solve this problem because then they can't campaign on it. And we are back for the second part of the show. So just to double check this citation here, what it is a New York Post article, um, although it's actually their secondhand reporting of a local news, KNES5, um, Oliveris, a witness on the scene, said that once the tactical team arrived, they shot Ramos. And he said that police officers rushed in the school to get their own children out. So that's according to one eyewitness. Um, I guess some grain of salt here. Let me uh, let me get the quote here. There were some police officers, families trying to get their children out of the school because it is an active. See, that's ambiguous. It's there are some police officers, comma, families trying to get their children out of school, and how that comma works in that sentence is all the difference in the world, actually. Yeah. So I, I, I just want. I was also hearing the border patrol that showed up and shot him later. You know, and I just want to bring that up only I, I one more time only because like you and I have both seen that sort of stated on the internet with a lot greater confidence than like our ability to like look into that one yeah. and verify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know I, I, it, it the point is there's always gonna be bullshit out there and yeah. like even if it flatters her own, I mean, like, look, who doesn't like a bad cop story? But like, to be honest, you have a strong enough bad cop story here, regardless uh, from the yeah. police response thing. So now, circling it back to the national component of it, I think we, you know, we've done the Democrats and stuff uh, on a national level. I guess the question then becomes, what does need to be done, or what? I guess maybe not what does need to be done. That's a wholly different one. That's like, what do we do in the ideal America? In this crappy yeah. America we live in, I'm going to just throw this out there. I want to hear what you think. I think, I'm not a one-door guy, uh, but I basically think that there needs to be a, a few metal detector points in the school, and those are basically the points of entrance and egress at the beginning of the day. You can't stop all these active shooter situations like that or whatever. I get that. But actually, a number of them do seem to be at the start of the day, and they do just tend to be like, kid comes into school, it opens fire. And I do think if you actually had body screening in school, that that would maybe help on the margins with this. And you got to remember, I'm saying all this not because this is my ideal situation or my ideal solution, but like in the country that we live in, I think this is about as good as it gets. I really do. Yeah. One thing I, I learned following Greg Doucette's Twitter is that you do not want police officers manning the metal detectors because they tend to molest students. That's a problem. Yeah, that's not great. That's not great. So, yeah. Um, in the short term, I think that, you know, domestic violence um, should, you know, take away gun ownership is, is the, the place to start. Um, look at, you know, metal detectors, but you have to understand that, you know, in our radicalized society, if you keep these people out of schools, they're just going to go somewhere else to do this. You I'm, know, I get that Which is better. Uh, you I, know, it's, I, I really, I hate saying that, Robert, but like, 
There are a few worse places to shoot up than a school. Maybe that's my softy. Well, no, yeah, that's, that's my point is the mall is better than the elementary school. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that does happen, though. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the problem. It's like... Yeah, but, you know, to start solving this problem, there's no fast fix. There's no quick fix. It's not going to be easy. It took 40 years to get here. It's going to take 40 years to get out. Uh, I mean, because also, it, it, like, I mean, this is, I guess, the part that some people don't want to hear. It does involve, at a certain point, the end of gun ubiquity culture. Like, we need to have a more Swiss-like relationship with weapons. The Swiss fucking love their guns. But yeah. they also have it, like, kind of like the way that people used to, like, look at the sword or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, really, really, really strict protocols. But everyone, I mean... I'm kind of like of that mindset. Everyone should learn to shoot, and the mindset should be like, just bringing your gun around is crazy people shit. No one does that. That's like Western movie crap. The thing is, my point here is not that I disagree with you. It's that to change that is going to take a generation. Like, you're not going to take someone who's got five MAGA flags no, on their pickup. I'm with, I was agreeing with you, too, is that, is that basically I, I do really view that as, like, the fix and I also don't view that as like a quick fix. I view that as like, just like, well, and, and I think to change the culture, you don't, you don't try to, you know, um, you don't try to, you have to lean into understanding, you know, conservative culture and helping it to grow in a way. There's always going to be people you disagree with, but like responsible gun ownership should be a conservative value. Um, you know, the idea that if you can't get through the weekend without smacking your wife around, you don't need an AR-15 should be a conservative family values position. And you don't get there and change gun culture by disagreeing with conservatives. You get there by trying to understand the problem and move through it. Right, right. No, I I, I mean, I, I just, like, I'm with you. Like, I, I just think that there, when Biden talks about this idea that when you go around the world, you simply don't encounter like the ubiquity of gun culture violence like this. Now, what he omits is that there's a insane amount of like knife violence in many of these other countries. So like, you know, get rid of the guns, yeah. you get more knives and those not, but, but I think like what he's talking about this, I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like way off. What I think he's missing is that like the the upshot of that to me then is th that there is something culturally that we need to fix here. No, uh, there absolutely is. Yeah. And like that that to me well, is the complexity. Well, and what, what I say, and, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but if I really believe that if you could wave a magic wand and get rid of every gun in America without de-radicalizing the population, these people would take propane tanks, put a spark plug in them, fill them full of rocks and, and gunpowder and, and propane, and go blow up a building. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, I, I think... I think there will still there would be that impulse. Yes, that would become the new move du jour. But it's harder to do that, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like e even, much, that, even that requires a lot more premeditation than the I'm going to just get an AR-15. Um, how many of these 
school shootings were planned out months in advance. I could, you know, I could name a couple off the top of my head. I know I, I that that is true too, but you can you can plan them out months in advance, or you can wake up one morning and just decide to do it. Is sort of my point. Um, yeah, and those building a bomb, you can't get up. You can't get up, man. You know, run run the coffee maker, and by the time you're done with the Mister Coffee, have a propane bomb ready. Well, no, those people would show up to a pride parade and run through a bunch of people with their car. Right, right, right. I mean, I, I mean, like, and, and look, there. I, I'm with you. There will always be means of mass killing, um, still available to people. Uh, that's just the unfortunate tragedy of like modern yeah. society or whatever. But like, I guess what I'm saying is that like, a, a, it, <laughs> a really good follow for this is Laura Jaheed, and I probably butchered her last name. I apologize. She's on Twitter. And she uh, comes from a right-wing background, and she infiltrates right-wing protests and stuff and reports on it, but, like, trying to understand it. And she's done talk about, like, incel culture and what's going on there. And it's easy to make fun of them, but, like, understanding it, understanding how they got there. Like, if you want to lead people to a better place, then you have to understand where they are. And she's actually done some really great work on this stuff. Yeah, and look, um, it's like it's like a delicate dance of like understanding without over empathizing. You know what I mean? Like, like, like and, and I, I think that that one that that's it, that's just all. It's always a delicate dance. Um, it is. She does a really good job of it, which is why I called her out specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, but but I, I, I mean, the the flip of that is I, I think it's very important to recognize that like. You know, um, the classic Nixonian madman theory is the byproduct of a rational mind that very often um, that, that more often than not, the quote unquote madman is acting in an extremely rational manner. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that it behooves us to start with the notion that our enemies, um, as ghoulish and awful as they may be, are rationally acting in negative and malign ways, but doing so in a rational manner. They got there through a series of decisions that all make sense to them at the time. Yeah, right. right. I, I mean, you know. And nobody woke up one day and said, I'm going to go be a lunatic on Facebook. Yes, right, right. It's it's not just an I woke up and today I was crazy. Um, like that, that, that's exactly it. It's the Buffalo shooter thing, right? Like that was a normal kid. And they, you, he was so online that you can basically trace from when he was normal and like talking about Pokemon and shit to yeah. when, when he you started to talk about the Great Replacement Theory. And like, I don't know, I don't think he just started thinking about the white race one day. Like, like that doesn't, you know, you, you get fed that shit. You don't, you know, you don't sit and obsess. Well, you get fed that stuff and you listen to it because you don't have hope of, you know, you're looking for, you know, the why, why your life is like this, why you don't, why you can't get an education, why you don't have hope of getting a girlfriend and having a decent life and all of these things, like I said, that we've been talking about for years. Well, and like, you know, honestly, what's worse, though, I mean, and and this is in a weird way where I view the Buffalo Buffalo shooter as a minor victim, please don't like act like I'm like sympathizing with him. Yeah. Like a kid who is getting fed this, you have no future bullshit by like men our age. And like, we're obviously like 
morally culpable when we poison the minds of 18 and 19 year olds because you look at us as though we've got wisdom um they don't know that we're just old and stupid uh not yet uh like like, they look at us like we've got wisdom and so when they hear men like us start saying hashtag truths about the world um like they listen um and they act on that um i i experience this power all the time as a music teacher and i use it for good to plant seeds that i hope will grow in these young men's minds and ways to like live their lives constructively or whatever and that's also why increasingly i have this like deep unabiding rage for like the Ben Shapiro's and Steven Crowder's of the world yeah. who deliberately target these same men to poison that these same men I'm fighting for to poison their minds. Yeah, no, this is what I was going to say is, you know, there's a lot of people out there who will just use that ability as an older man to just make a buck. Yep. And, and, and like, that is important. That, that's like what the Tucker Carlson thing has been yeah. for, you know for the last several years and and what shapiro's act is and like i mean you, you know that right. like right wing zoomer tube sort of style uh, yep. of, of of politics streaming that is done very deliberately to use the authority of age of, of an older more established male i've got a house i have a job i'm an established lead guitar player in a band who gets chicks all the time like you use that to get authority over these young men who don't have them that yet and they want those things like you know they, they you tell them why you know this is why you don't have that and this right. is who you should be mad at right. it's not your fault it's this it's it's you know women's fault or it's brown people's fault or it's this or it's that yep and and and, and that can sound a lot very similar to a conversation just like this where we're talking about politics and we're talking about problems in the world and like why things are this way or that way, but you just put a little twist on it. And now you're basically programming these young men <coughs> to think about things from the mindset that they're the victim of all of it. Yeah. Um, Anyone who's telling you that other Americans are the source of your problems rather than the people running it are not telling you the truth. I mean, it's a mixed bag. I, I really do think that there are authentically other Americans that we live alongside who are like legitimately bad people. But like, I also get yeah, what you're saying, they're that, they, that they're being weaponized, that, that, that those people are being weaponized. Yeah, they are a symptom, not the disease. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, they're like, they're like the blood that the disease flows through, but they're not, yeah, they're not the, they're not the core thing. No, I, 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 I get what you're saying 100%. Um, so like, I mean, I, I I know, I hate to say it, but it's like, we know after the Sandy Hook thing, those of us who lived through this, that like, basically there will never be a moment where anything gets done on a national level. Like, I, I still have just like the most bitter feelings about the quote unquote congressional sit-in where the Democrats just sat down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, job done. Yeah, on. Right. Let's well, go. Will somebody please do something. Um. Nancy Pelosi will be issuing a stern tweet at any moment. I mean, we should be so lucky that we could even get that. Um, I, I mean, and, 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 and all the while, it's like, again, I, I just think it, it for those of us who, who are in the business of lobbying critiques at the Democratic Party, which is the only game in town, 
Um, and, 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 and if there's another game in town, let me know. Love to vote for him. Um, like, like a real That's game. That's why I say our system is structured so that you can't start a viable third party. People, right. We need to start taking over the Democratic right. Party because all this happened on their watch. They right. all need to be fired. Yep, and and I, the, in the same way that the Uvalde Police Department need to be fired. I'm not saying it's pleasant, but it's like literally the only actual real course of action. You know what I mean? Like everything, like it's unsavory. Everyone wants to hear that there's, well, what's option B? And and you have to like yeah. blink at them and go, there isn't an option B here. I don't say it's option A with the glee and the moral endorsement of option A. I say- hey, I there was an easy quick fix instead of 40 years of hard work ahead of us right and i would love it if like we could basically be done like it like if i could never say the phrase democratic party for the rest of my life that would be wonderful right but yeah, like that's help. not realistic <laughs> like yeah. it's just not um yeah. they, you, you know the the democratic party has been around for like 150 fucking years y'all like longer is it longer than that i, I know it's at least civil war because like yeah i mean uh, the thing that came to my mind when you said that is thinking of how badly the dixiecrats screwed us over right right no i know it's a, it's a horrible brand but like honestly that's honest only more of a strength strong point to my argument here robert that you can't kill this thing no the, 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 there's a reason why rats is in the middle of it uh because <laughs> because they survive baby that you you oh, the 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 ground like the blueprint is there look at what the tea party did with the republicans right you can take it over yeah. and, that, and then look at what the progressives did with the democratic party um you know like like you know i mean this happens from time and, and like sadly it's less sexy and it tends not to be as strong of a vehicle which is why we don't like it as much but this yeah. is how our system works you have yeah. a strong political movement it takes over the party and it, 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 it becomes the party. I think Bruce Carlson has talked about that in the past too. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, no, I, I'm not, dude. I mean, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not even trying to say this is like an old man or a teacher of history. I, I, I mean, I'm making a historical appeal only in the sense that, like, I really think for those who want this third party, you really need to like look through American history then and try to find a roadmap for that that actually worked. Yeah. Um, and, and and then go like, when did that really work? And like, if you're looking at the Whigs. You got to remember that like the Whigs and all that kind of shit only worked because they had slavery, which was breaking the country apart at that point. Uh, like, you know, it, it and, and I mean, like for as divided as we are right now, we're not talking about like bleeding Kansas shit yet. Um, yeah. You know, like, I mean, country was really rifting hard. And so oh. that allowed the Whigs to kind of like have a moment, but like it also, I guess it's really interesting or maybe a really strong testimony to like Duverger's law which I do think is pretty ironclad here, that like after that was resolved, that was effectively the end of meaningful third parties operating within the country, except for Jim Crow, right? Yeah. You, know, you have George Wallace and that kind of shit. And that's like, that's the only, the basically the only time a third party ever work, ever gets any viability in this country is when it's like an anti-black party. So if yeah. you want a third party, and like you don't want an anti-black party you don't want a third party that's what i'm saying yeah progressives tend to be navel gazy and just hop from issue to issue to issue and never focus on anything or or make things actionable 
but the last month has shown us that it's time to stop goofing off and it's time to get to work. Yeah, it, it, and that's what it's got to be. And, like, no, I'm kind of with you. I mean, it, it's the issue, like, look, the problem with the libs is just, like, squishy inactivity, right? Whereas the problem with yeah. the plank is much more of this, like, dude, this is not an armchair exercise. There is not a cornucopia. Of, and we also don't get to dream of the best of all possible worlds and then work backwards from there. You have to start with the problem of the world that we're in and try to operate to make the world a little bit better, which is unsexy, but also more likely to yield tangible results. I hate, I mean, I, I hate ending on this note, because again, I sound, no, I've, yeah, I've got to get going. And, I, hate, I sound square my old age, but like in a way, Robert, I really just view it as damage mitigation to actually all there really is. Like, it's all damage yeah. mitigation. Yeah. All right, man. So that'll do it for this episode of Don't Worry About the Government. Um, yep. Well, thank you all so much for listening, for supporting the podcast. Um, for those of you who have been supporting the podcast, quick note, uh, if you go to the Patreon, uh, the EP that I have talked about for an unbelievably long time, almost almost to the point where it sounds like a running gag. No, it actually legitimately exists. Um, and you can hear the first evidence of its existence on the website right now, um, as I have a special release for all y'all of the master of the, of Choose Your Player. So Choose Your Player is up on, on uh, Patreon right now. I'm going to be remastering it before we do the full EP release. So this is like exclusive to all y'all um, as a way of saying thank you, uh, giving you some advanced uh, check out. Some of you might have even heard these beats before. Um, so want you all to go over to patreon.com slash dwatg please support the show a buck a show ends up being like a buck a buck 50 this month a uh, big month here or two bucks i guess this month uh so sometimes uh, upwards of two dollars a month here to support the show um over patreon.com slash dwatg uh for the time being um and unless and until elon musk buys twitter who knows um you can find me at twitter at DWATG. Uh, my name is Chris Novembrino. Don't worry about the government. Is ostensibly a weekly podcast. My guest today was Roberts, and I want to thank you all for listening to the show. Until the next one. Bye bye bye. 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 bye.